morning. How's it going, guys? Am I good, Evan? Am I in a good spot here? Online, thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, and the couple people that are here, thank you. I get to talk to real faces. That's awesome. Um, my name is Derek. I'm on staff down here. And uh, I, get to, I get to teach and share every once in a while. And it's exciting to be here today because I'm fresh out of hibernation or quarantine, whatever you want to call it. First day out and just feels really good to be with people. Um, like Evan said, it's a um, it's important to be here, to be together, to hear those words. I, I requested that song, and I just needed that. So, um, yeah, excited to be here. Um, I get to talk about God's love today, which is just an amazing topic. It's actually a pretty easy thing to talk about. I got a really awesome passage, and I'm just excited. And I I, I know people need to hear that they're loved today, and and we get to talk about who. Uh, who God is and that he actually is love. And so as, as we we're even talking this morning, like in praying, uh, it doesn't matter um, if you're wearing a hat, you know, I'm wearing my best outfit for you guys online today. Um, it doesn't matter if you, if you reek of, of, you know, alcohol or cigarettes or, or if, if you come in here wearing sandals with socks, you know, <laughs> God loves us all and we all just like get to experience that. And I get to, I get to share about that today. So, um, I want to, I have a pretty big passage that we're going to, uh, walk through today, but I want to tell a quick story, um, to, to kind of set the stage here. And as I'm telling the story, I want you guys to think about a time in your own life when you experienced love in a way that just had a massive impact on your life. So maybe somebody specifically, um, a situation, but think about a time in your life when, when you experienced love and it just transformed you, okay? So um, I'm going to share a story from my life. Um, some of you guys know bits and pieces of my story. I've shared it a little bit, but uh, I grew up in an alcoholic uh, family, broken home, whatever you want to call it. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade, uh, my life was, home life was a mess. And I always, I wanted to be gone as much as possible, I wanted to be out of my house because I didn't know what I would come home to. Um, so because of that, I got into a lot of trouble, ran the streets, did some stupid stuff because I was just trying to be away, right? Well, I had a, my best friend growing up. Uh, he was, he was a, a Hispanic dude. So his family was huge, always like, if you know anything about Hispanic culture and family, it's like, it's, it's really uh, important. There's always uncles and cousins and grandparents, and it's just a very cool thing. Well, I always wanted to be at this guy's house. Um, and the love that this family showed me was just incredible, right? Like, they fed me, they, they took care of me, they welcomed me, and um, I, I shared this story a couple weeks ago with some of our staff, and I just can't get it out of my mind, but um, my best friend's grandma used to call all the grandkids mijo, and you know, little white kid, I don't know what that means. So one day I ask my best friend, I'm like, you know, what, what is Mio? And, and he just very casually, like, kind of like brushing it off says, it just means you're part of the family. And, and what it means is my son. And so to me, like, the family that I was coming from and this home life and the situation, like, that meant so much to me. Not just to to hear that I was a part of a family and love, but to experience it, like, they just, just loved me so much. And it had a massive effect on me. 
So uh, hopefully you have moments like that where you've experienced love in certain ways from people that it's transformed you. Um, thinking through this week, too, this is another very practical, quick example, but, um, you know, I was sick. I was down. I was out. I was, uh, I was, it was rough, okay? And my wife, she just loved me. She, she did everything. She cooked. She cleaned. She, yeah, she's not here right now, but um, she's watching. Um, she took care of the kids, school. Like, she did so much while I'm laid up just trying to get healthy and recovering, right? So very practical um, love, you know? And I'm so thankful that she chose to, to love me, not be like, you know, here's some water and some crackers, see you in a week or whatever. Like, she, she loved me so well. So these examples are um, worldly examples of love. And so how much more powerful is God's love, right? That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's, it's a love that is just amazing and we can't even comprehend like that song. Like he loves like a hurricane, like the power of a hurricane. Like I've seen it firsthand. It's crazy and just how much God loves us. So that's what we're jumping in today. And, and like I said, it's, it's an exciting message. Um, but we get to go back. When we're talking about love, we get to go back to the source, the origin of love, which is amazing. Like any time you want to find something in its most pure state, what do you do? You go back to the origin. Where does it come from? And in this passage, it tells us that God is love. And so we get to kind of uh, break that down today. So um, what I want to do is um, I want us to just listen to this passage. So it's going to be about two minutes. And if you're at home, I want you to just close your eyes. Or just kind of get into a zone where you can just hear this message, hear this passage. If you guys are here too, just, I encourage people to just close their eyes and try to soak this in. So this is First this is John chapter 4, verse 7 through 21 is where we're going to be at today. And so it's, it's a little bit of a big passage that we're going to get through, but um, I want to just hear this and soak it in together. All right? We, this is an amazing resource. It's called Streetlights Audio Bible. And it's, it puts the Bible to music and beats and ways that we feel and can experience. And so uh, it's, it's, it's meant to get into people's hands so that they could just hear God's word, right? The Bible says faith comes by hearing. So let's just take two minutes and just listen to this passage and soak it in what God's trying to communicate. You got that, Evan? Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. 
God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. All right, thanks for playing that. That's a pretty powerful, beautiful passage. Um, I've always loved this this section. Um, and we've been in this First John series for a while, and you just keep hearing it over and over again. He's calling us, you know, children. He's calling us dear friends, beloved, right? He's telling us how much we're loved and we're part of God's family. And then today it's just all about, like I said, God's love. He is love. So now we're just going to kind of walk through this passage. So if you do have a Bible at home, I, I encourage you to kind of pull it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reading from NIV, um, and we're just going to go through the passage and stop and talk about um, different things that kind of stuck out to me as I was prepping and studying for this. Um, I can tell you that you're probably not going to learn anything new today. I feel like this passage is um, it's just, hopefully it's just reminders of what you've already heard or, or known. Um, but let's just, let's just jump right in. It says, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Again, the actual source, right? God is the source of love. We need, to, we need to keep hearing that. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Everyone who does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. All right, let's pause there. This is the Christmas story. This is the Christmas message, right? Um, God sending Jesus into the world, his own son, his most prized, valuable possession, right? He sent him into the world to seek and to save the lost, to redeem, to bring us back. It says to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So this is, this is super powerful, and this is the season we're in right now, getting ready for Christmas. We're leading up to it. We get to anticipate and think and, and uh, just marvel at the fact that God would send his son into this war zone. This is a straight-up war zone. You think about what's going on right now. You know, we got so much uh, crime and poverty and hurt and pain and brokenness and Sometimes I, I, I think, oh, well, it's so much worse now. But if you really think about it, it's not. It's, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, we may have more technology and ways to be evil and mean and, and hurtful, but the reality is uh, this has been going on from the beginning. Even last week, we kind of referenced Cain and Abel and the first murder and pride and lying and all this. So um, the fact that God would send what he loved into this world that was so broken and so messed up 
to save and bring us back into relationship is a beautiful thing. Um, and so he doesn't just talk about it, right? He shows us, and that's what, that's what that verse says. This is how he showed his love for us, right? He, he's, he did it. He sent his son. Um, let's keep moving. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So this is our response. He so loved us. He gave us so much love. What, what are we supposed to do with that? We're supposed to respond, and we're supposed to love others. It says after that, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. So let's stop here and, and talk about this one. This is, this is awesome. Um, we haven't seen God face to face. Anybody? You guys ever seen God face to face? We've seen uh, we've seen his glory and his majesty. We've seen beautiful sunsets. We've seen mountains, and we've seen children being born, and we've seen glimpses of, of God's majesty and his power, but we've never seen God face to face, right? So he's make, he makes himself known through everything around us, and then his love is made known through us, which is an amazing thing. We get to show the world out there who God is by the way we love and treat people. And that's how God's love is made complete or made perfect. It's this full circle. And that's, that's what I, I really like about this passage is um, we don't just receive love from God. We get to return it and make it come full circle back to God. So as we receive it, we don't just store it up for ourselves and hoard it. You guys remember that show, Hoarders? <laughs> Where it just shows people's examples of how they just hoard stuff and keep it to themselves. Imagine that for a second, like... If you were to hoard God's love, it's just a silly even example, right? You can't just store this up for yourself. It's not, that's not the point. It's not what it's meant to do, right? God's love is meant to be poured out through us, to us, and we have to receive it, which some people struggle with that, and that's another message. But once we receive God's love, then boom, we get to extend it to the world around us. And he freely gives it and pours it out and just dumps it out on us, and we get to do that to our community around us, which is just amazing. We get to be a part of it. We get to complete God's love and make it come full circle back to him by loving others. Um, let's keep moving. This is how we know what we... Wait, hold on. This is why I, I usually hate reading. <laughs> this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. All right, pause. He's given us his spirit. On my own, I'm not a loving person. I'm a selfish person. I realize that, and I need to be reminded of that. With God's spirit living in me, I have the ability to love and serve and be kind and compassionate, but it's not natural. It's not natural for me. I don't think it's natural for anybody. I think it's God's spirit that uh, he pours out, comes into our life. It has an effect on our heart. It changes us, and it allows us to love people and love people well if we, if we let God do what he does, all right? But when we try to do it on our own strength, we fail, we mess up. So this is a good reminder. He has given us his spirit to actually love, and it says... But we have to acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, right? We have to get to that place where we put God where he is, Jesus where he is, above all. He's the Son of God, and this is why he came into the world, to change lives and hearts. 
And so, again, he invites us into that, and we get to be a part of this, uh, this process. All right, let's, let's keep moving. Um, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love, period. There it is. God is love. Hopefully that's underlined or, or circled in your Bible. Whoever lives in, in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete. Again, God's love made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In the world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. All right, so we got to camp out here for a little bit. This is probably one of the hardest um, parts of this passage for me. Uh, We're talking about God's love and all this, and then all of a sudden now we're talking about fear. (laughs) So it's kind of weird, and I've, I've struggled with this, but um, after reading and studying, this is kind of what I'm taking away from this, is that we have to talk about fear because we get a skewed view of love. We don't always get um, love, pure love, as it's supposed to be, right? As people, we can mess this up easily, and we've all been in relationships that have not been perfect, and we receive love that is, is not God's love. And so it skews it. And so maybe it's an abusive relationship or a manipulative relationship or there's just, um, there's a lot of fear and hurt along with love. And it's just, you know, how do we, how do we um, deal with this? Well, it's a natural thing that we project onto God what we've experienced. So when we've experienced messed up uh, examples of love, it's, it's hard for us to see God's love as perfect and, and pure, right? Um, but there is the reality that um, one day we will stand before God and we'll be accountable for the way we live. And in this passage, he's telling us it's a command to love, to love God and to love others. So if we can get to that point where we can stand before God and we can uh, we lived our life and we've loved God and we've loved others, then we don't have to approach God with fear and uh, being afraid and condemnation. We can approach God knowing who he is as the source of all love and we can be confident, not because of anything that we've done, because we've lived this awesome life, yet we've loved God but we've messed up. We can be confident because of Jesus, his son, right? We acknowledge him. His blood covers our sin, and we can stand before God just no fear, no condemnation, but just ready to experience more and more of his goodness and his love, right? And that's a day we should look forward to and long for. But in our minds, I know a lot of us, myself included, have times where we're afraid and we fear. and We're like, I've messed up so much. I've done this. I've done that. If God knew what I've done, there's no way he can love me. And that's just not true right? If we love God and love others, he's living in us. And all he wants to do is just continue to, to dump his love out on us. And just, if we go back to uh, the last book, First John 3, there's a verse that I, I really love. Uh, and it says this word lavish. See what great love the Father has lavished on us so that we should be called children of God. So when I think about this word, I'd never use this word. I don't know if you guys use this word, but this word lavish. Um, 
It's a really powerful word, and it means to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities. So it says, see how God has lavished his love on us. Like, isn't, isn't that amazing to think about? He doesn't just give us, like, a little bit of love. You know, he has just, like, poured it out on us. Even in, in Romans, it said he's poured it out into our lives. So when I think of lavish, this is the picture I get. Um, does anybody hike? You guys like to hike? Our family likes to hike, and we like to hike to uh, waterfalls because they're just epic, right? Um, so we've gone to Spearfish Canyon, the Bighorns. We've seen some pretty epic uh, waterfalls as a family, and we hike to the bottom of it and get to hang out and play in the water. Um, I've been to Yosemite with my wife and seen some pretty amazing waterfalls there. But the most powerful waterfall I've ever been to and experienced firsthand is uh, Niagara Falls. So 16 years ago, uh, Shelby and I went there for our honeymoon. And... Um, yeah, there's an image coming up right here. Uh, that's an amazing image. So, oh, by the way, uh, Niagara Falls is the honeymoon capital of the world. Thought I'd just throw that fun fact in there for you guys. So we went there in December. Um, not prime time, but still epic. It freezes over on the sides. And when you go there and you stand anywhere close to this waterfall, you feel it. You hear it. You get the mist. You get everything. And you just look at this waterfall, and you just see it just dumping and dumping and dumping, like, so much water over this cliff. And you just try to wrap your mind around how much volume that is. And you can't. I remember uh, looking at these waterfalls 16 years ago and thinking, okay, surely this thing's going to run out soon. It can't just keep flowing and flowing and flowing. There's no possible way. That was 16 years ago. I just Googled images to show you guys. It's still flowing, and you can't comprehend how much water is dumping over this cliff. And that's a picture I get when I, when I think about God's love for us and how he lavishes it on us in extravagant quantities. Isn't that amazing to think about? And, and all we do is we stand here and receive it, and then don't keep it to ourselves like we talk about. We get to now lavish it and, and dump it out to the world around us, to people who are um, in our lives who are struggling and hurting and we interact with. We get to be a part of um, completing this love and, and sending it on to others. It's an amazing thing. So next time you're at a waterfall, think about God's love. Um, all right, let's keep moving. We love because he first loved us. I could probably just stop right there and talk about that. We can love because God first loved us. In our worst state, in our dirtiest moments, in our filthiest times when we felt so shameful and ugly and, and felt all of our sin, God loved us. And this is a beautiful verse in Romans that we've probably all heard it says but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us so we can love because he first loved us we can reciprocate that love back to god because of what he's done for us first right he's freely just given it and then we can give it back it's amazing um 
Keep moving. It says, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So this is not optional. This is not a choice. This is a command from God. This is a command to love our brothers and our sisters. And, and, and this is written towards Christians, like the family of God. So we know we're supposed to love those around us, our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we're also called to love the world around us that, guess what? They're not going to love us first and reciprocate the love. They're probably going to hate us. They're probably going to, um, you know, not be kind all the time to us. And the challenge for us is to love them as God loved us, right? Love them freely as they are, just as God loved us, right? Not expecting anything in return or or I'll only love this person if they show me love first. Like, that's a very common thing in this world. It's really easy to love somebody when they've given you love, and it's like this give and take. Like, yeah, you show me love and respect, I'll show you love and respect. I heard that actually this week, but that's not from God. God says you just love regardless, right, just as he loved. Um, so it's a command, it's a challenge, and it's hard. But again, we have the spirit working inside of us to do this, to change us, to allow, you know, just let us be loving people. Um, and to kind of close and wrap this up a, a little bit, um, I just feel like this is a time, this is a season where we just, we need this more than ever. We're in this pandemic, and it's so easy to be a jerk. It's so easy to be um, mean and selfish and just think about yourself, right? When you have when everybody has masks on, you can't see faces, you can't smile, and you can't interact with people. It's so easy to get in your own world where you're just like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm more important than you, and it's just, it's sad, and I see it. I don't know if you guys see it, but I see it at Walmart. I see it at, when you go shopping, when you're around town, and you see people just in, you know, we get in these self, and I'm saying myself because I'm a part of it, but we get into these modes when we're just like, get out of my way. I'm gonna, I need my groceries. I need that. I don't want to talk. I don't want to interact. I don't even want to be close to people. That's, that's kind of how we get, and it's, it's, it's going to affect us in big ways as our, in our culture. I really feel like Christians are called to love, and, and it's a challenge to love more right now during this time we're in. You know, we also have Christmas to remind us of this, but I just want all of us today to just be reminded of, of how good God is, how much he's done for us, and how much uh, we can love those around us. Maybe it's small ways, maybe it's big ways, but the cool thing is we're not all the same. God's not going to, like, use us in the same ways. He's given me a heart for people that many of you guys don't have a heart for, and he's given you guys a heart for countries and places and and groups and and just uh people that i don't have the heart for yet right so collectively as a family if we do this and we love and we pour it out on others right like we are completing god's love and i want to end with just like a quick story because it happened last night um again like i'm not going to love the way you guys love Many of you guys know I'm a, I'm a skateboarder. I started an indoor skate park in ministry, and I get to interact with, like, punk rebellious skateboarders, um, which I love because that was me, and that's still me. <laughs> um, so last night, I uh, 
I went to our skate park. It's been closed for a while because we've been sick, and we just opened it. So there's, like, kids who are excited to skate this new new skate park in town. And I, I had to go to a skate park last night to grab something, and there's signs up that says, you know, we're closed, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, um, I drove up, and I rolled up on some kids skating out, kind of out back doing where they shouldn't be doing and doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And it was, it was so funny because they were like, they were like, we're busted. Like, I could just see it on the... It wasn't doing anything that bad, but, like, they shouldn't have been skating there and doing this. So I rolled up in my car, and I was like, hey, you know, bad news, guys. Like, can't skate here. And I think they were just thinking they were just going to get hammered. They were going to get judged. And they were going to get, uh, I don't know, you know, cond- condemned and just, you know, bu- basically busted and kicked out. And it was so cool because I got to tell them, you know, like, hey, you can't skate here, yada, yada. And then I was like, come over here. And I just, like, I gave, I had some free passes that I keep in my car. And I'm like, just, I, like, ran out the car and I hook them up and I give them these passes. And these kids, like, it was like I was giving them $100 bills or something. Like, it was crazy. They flipped out and they were so excited. They were like, literally, one dude jumped and he's just like, oh, yeah. And then I invited him in and showed him the park. And I was like, yeah, come back and skate. Here's a free pass. And it was just, like, such a small, simple thing for me to do. But I think that they were anticipating, like, what they've experienced, like, the world, like, they're going to be judged and kicked out, and, you know, it's not going to be a good conversation. But I was able to just love them and bless them, and just in a small way, and these kids were just like, man, they're so excited, and they're going to come back. They already said, we'll be here Monday (laughs) when you open. But that's just one example from my life where, like, if we open our eyes and we look around, like, we get to love the world around us as God loved us, and we get to freely bless and give and so uh, I know it's a silly small example about, about skateboarding, but interacting with kids, but um, it's a real example that happened in my life. And, and like I said earlier, like I've received so much love and I've been changed so much that I want to continue to do that as much as I can. I want to encourage all of us to read these passages, uh, these verses again this week. Let this like soak into who we are. Let us be reminded of uh, God's love and how good he is and that he is the actual source. And the only reason that we can love is because of him and what he's done for us. So let me just pray and then we'll close up. Oh, Father, you're so good. Thank you so much. Uh, I just, I do, I thank you every day for loving me, for changing my heart, changing who I am. And I just, I want to experience more and more of your love, Lord. Uh, Help all of us today to experience you, to experience uh, a love that we can't even comprehend, Lord, that's so powerful and so strong. Um, I want to just be reminded of standing beneath that waterfall and just feeling the power of your love and how much uh, just overflows into our lives, God. And I pray if people don't know that love, that they will come to know you, Lord. They will ask questions. They will reach out, send an email, a text, a message, whatever. And I pray that uh, during this season we're in, Lord, we get to display that love to others and, and, and invite more and more people into your family, God. So I thank you for using us. I thank you for your son, Jesus. And we pray that you continue to change hearts in our community. Thank you, Lord. Amen.